This is the Transformation Bros Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jason and Nathan. Hey guys, it's Nathan and Jason. Welcome back to episode number seven of the show. And thanks for joining us. Hey guys. That was Jason. That's me. I'm here. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for all your um, continued support. Thanks for um, sending us messages and commenting on the social media posts. We really appreciate all your feedback with the show. Uh, It feels really good because... um, yeah, ultimately we want the show to make a difference and, and have some kind of impact. So it feels really good when we hear that it resonates with you guys. Yeah, it's really nice. Thanks. It is. So we left off on the last episode talking about, uh, you know, when you create a new possibility. So when you create a new, um, yeah, new possibility for your life, which might be a new way of being, it might be a new business idea, it might be a new creative pursuit. And then we were just talking about for us on this show, how as we released the show and as it started to go out and we started to get a few comments, then you start to feel this this fear come up in equal measure uh, of like <laughs> needing to perform mm. or get it right or not wanting to uh, you know, embarrass yourself. And also a little bit of uh, what we would call imposter syndrome. How do you, what's imposter syndrome to you? When you think of imposter syndrome, what, what comes up for you, Jason? Oh, shit, I thought you were just talking to the audience then. <laughs> I was listening. That was just, awesome. Just was... Dump, dump it on you. Yeah. Right, here's a really yeah, good no, topic. Was... Now Jason's going to answer yeah. it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this sounds good. I'm tuning in. I'm listening. <laughs> um, imposter syndrome. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Is it happening right <laughs> now? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Shit, what's imposter? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think last episode we were talking about not being good enough and imposter syndrome common is theme, like common theme for the show. Yeah, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it. I feel it good. Feel it deep. Um, yeah. Not what, what are people going to think? No, it's not to me. It's it, why me? Am I good enough? Am I good enough to deliver on something? Mm. Um, yeah. I used to get it actually in my business where I'd be like, I'd struggle to, meet and talk to what I would consider um, successful business people like clients or potential clients always felt like a little less. Yeah. And I think it was a lack of confidence. Um, and as we, as it, as things grew in my company, maybe even some of that was imposter syndrome, like who am I to help them or who am I to make a difference in their companies for my company? Mm. So did you feel like you weren't, equal to them or that you didn't have anything to offer them or yeah i think all of that ironically because that's still after sort of 15 years in business (laughs) (laughs) so this this change happens quickly i just want you to know no not um transformation can happen overnight and it can also take 15 years of hard (laughs) slog (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know what i'd prefer Jeez. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'd look, I've got to say it's a bit embarrassing and I feel vulnerable saying it, but um, I definitely didn't feel um, good enough. Yeah. As good as them or as successful or as worthy. Oh, God, the hard words to say. Mm. Mm. Yep. Totally get it. I think um, for me, uh, being a coach, you know, it's funny coaching is a bit more common these days but when i first started coaching you know you would often hear like oh 
Well, who do you think you are to tell me how to live my life? Why is your life so perfect that you could come and tell me how to live mine? Uh, and it's like, oh, man, that's, you know, that's the worst thing. Like when I'm sitting at McDonald's ordering, you know, two quarter pounders at 2 a.m. in the morning, thinking, oh, God, I got to do some coaching clients at 8 a.m. You know, I hope I can get enough sleep. <laughs> it's and pretty apple pie. Yeah, and all the sweets. Oh, sh- I was going to keep that a secret. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to feel like you're worthy of you know being able to being able to coach someone. So yeah, and coaching it has a particular flavor where one often there's a perception that by declaring yourself as a coach that you somehow think you're superior to everybody else and you somehow can tell everybody how to live their life. Now, of course, anyone that's experienced <laughs> coaching or gone through it knows it has nothing to do with that. Uh, mm. As a coach, we, we try to give as little advice as possible. Maybe we'll mm. point you in certain directions or introduce you to different ways of being or different belief systems. But you know, there's no point where I try to just give straight advice and go, this is how somebody should live their life. I don't believe in that at all. I think, mm. you know, we all have to find our own path and what's our own truth. And I like to help people discover that. But that that belief was really in me too, of going, how can I actually, who am I to, to help anybody when my life isn't perfect and it's still far from perfect? Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's something that comes up this imposter syndrome, this who am I, this, you know, who do I think I am, comes up when you're attempting to do something, you know, big. Oh, like yeah. Coach yeah. someone or like, you know, getting new clients that maybe yeah. you haven't gotten before. Yeah, and I, re- I remember it and I'm sure it's going to happen again, but um, when you do create a new possibility for your life or whatever it is that you're wanting to do, and there'd be a great topic as well, like how how does one create a new possibility? What does that look like? But when you do, and I've done this several times, um, most recently, maybe three to five years, whatever, but the first thing that shows up is how everything, nothing in my world is any of that possibility. So it's like a plane crash straight away. (laughs) Love and that. I noticed, yeah, I noticed Love it happened you. to me. Yeah, thanks. It was really enjoyable. <laughs> Everyone loves a good plane crash. <laughs> but um, it was, I remember, and I haven't had to say this for a few years, fun, interestingly enough, but I was like, when you create a possibility, your whole life, the structure of it and how it looks has to break apart to come back together in a way that can deliver on that possibility. So good. I really noticed that, you know, and so when I when I realized that part, it would almost made the breaking apart better or easier because now I was like, OK, shit's falling apart. This is actually traumatic. This is terrible. But I'm going to reshape into something that can go the distance and go much further to my wow. next level. Wow. Yeah. That's such a great point. Yeah. Mm. It's uh, yeah, that's. That's, that's it's quite a traumatic part of the process until like you said you've done it so many times it's like you you start to understand that the old has to break down to make way for the new yeah yeah i often use the example with clients because it's such a this is such a common thing that it's like say you're living in an old shack and then you say to that person hey what's your dream home and they go wow well it would be a 10 bedroom two-story mansion with a swimming Mm. pool and Mm. then you go through that process and you've allowed them to kind of dream a little bit about what they'd love to create. 
And then, like you said, after that process, they put the pen down and then look around and go, God, my shack looks so <laughs> pathetic and disgusting now that I've thought about what I could have. Mm. And then as you or the universe or whatever starts the process of breaking the shack down to clear the foundation for the new mansion, it feels like what little shack I did have is now being torn down. Mm. Mm. Totally. That moment. It's like, fuck, I'm losing the, the one bit of certainty. This one little thing that I know is now getting taken down as well. But actually we have to get rid of that shack to clear the foundation to build this beautiful new mansion. Yeah. And most of us actually hold on white knuckle clinging to the oh, old shack. Literally. Like that's probably the most common thing is like, the, I'm not letting go of this shack. This yeah. shack is, you know, cause it's mine. I've built it to this point or whatever, you know, I've, it's familiar. It's everything that I am. Yeah. It's wow. that, it's that certainty, isn't it? Mm. That, um, even though it's, I know it's not exactly what I want. It's something, and it's mm. it's something I can hold on to. Um, you might see this in relationships. Have you ever felt this when, like, a relationship's falling apart, and it's like you no. kind of no- <laughs> never. <laughs> I've never had never. any fall apart. Yeah. Uh, what's a relationship like? Yeah, I've actually forgotten what a relationship's like. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just tell people how to be in relationships. I don't know how to yeah. do it myself. But yeah, I know um, it takes two. <laughs> yeah, it's only about 10 going. Uh, but yeah, when that relationship starts to fall apart and you kind of want it to fall apart or you know that the relationship's not working and you know you want something more, but also you're desperately trying to hold on to it at the same time and you're trying to cling to it, you know? It's like no. such a fear of being alone, of losing that person, even though you know that you probably need to be alone to find the person that's really aligned with you. Yeah. That's another can of worms, that one, isn't it? Like, do do people really want it to fall apart? Are we not, do we not cling so tightly to it? What do we do? Mm. I can't remember. Well, again, it's a good ad for coaching because having support around that Mm. allows you to keep perspective because we have such a, we get so down in the weeds of this stuff. And to have Mm. someone that is, talking to you every week and you know getting you to zoom out a little bit and go hey remember we've got this vision we're moving towards this it's not falling apart it's just creating way for something new you kind of need someone to give you that perspective constantly so um it is another good ad for coaching so if you want to go through the process of creating a new possibility building something new having a coach is such a great way to go about it i can't recommend it enough yeah, same. Yeah, I've used plenty over the over the years. But it's also, I mean, like I said before, people, maybe they don't even know how to create a possibility. What does that even mean? What does that even look like? Mm. I think we, we want, we always want better. But is that a possibility? Hmm. Yeah, well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a minefield, isn't it? Because better can often mm. just be just wanting more and more and more from an egoic standpoint, mm. um, as opposed to actually genuinely feeling into something new, what you what you actually want. I, I hear this, yeah. I, I hate saying this, I, I don't know if you, you hear this a lot, but you always hear people or coaches talk about what you actually want, help you to uncover and find what you actually want. 
And my gut sense is that people don't actually know what that means. Like, what do you mean no. what I actually want? I'm telling you what I want. I want more fucking money. <laughs> that's yeah. what i actually want dave <laughs> yeah 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 we talked about this a few episodes ago but what does the money do for you that's what mm. you really want what yeah exactly well, that that phrase when when we talk about what we actually want it's about i think it's because we have that experience as coaches of knowing when you actually get someone to drop down a few layers mm. it's mm. There's, a, there's a whole different desire than what you think you want on the surface yeah yeah good point mentioning that it's so good well, i think it's that's so where true. possibility lives mm. and you do have to uncover that i think mm. you do have to actually like go mining go digging go down have a look this is quite often it's so much shit over top mm. of of operating in the world surviving coping staying on top yeah jason and nathan well, can I ask you the question, because you've been doing this polarity course, and so it's around, and we've talked a lot about relationships, you've talked a lot about your marriages and stuff and, and being divorced. How did you, or what kind of possibility did you create for a relationship? If you could give us an example of like, what are you living into in terms of a possibility for someone you want to be with? No. <laughs> 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 um oh man I hate it when you put me on the spot like that um a, but definitely a polarized relationship because now i know what that means right so the what i what i suffered from in the past was confusion and not knowing what to do so i don't want what i what i'm creating is knowing what the heck i'm actually doing how this relationship is working you know um coming from real devotion, having a partner that feels that devotion, actually feels it because mm. a lot of my life was lived as tips and tricks. And I can um, most certainly say now that that doesn't work. It's just a matter of that was just plate spinning, keeping everything going. But um, a, a man's greatest gift or greatest need as it turns out. So this is what I'm learning and I'm, I can definitely feel it and I'm starting to embody it. A man's greatest need is to, for a woman to receive his gifts. And that's the gifts of his clarity, his purpose, his direction, his understanding, um, his all of the beautiful, his presence. Thank you. And I, I can't say this from a woman's perspective, but we're being taught that a woman's greatest need is to um, receive a man's gifts. And part of that creates safety, once again, presence. Um, yeah, so it is still new to me, so I'm still trying to figure it out. But I think I definitely want that kind of relationship because a lot of the women that I've been talking to on the course, they crave that. They crave a man's presence. They crave a... The, the safety and the security and the being held, the being um, understood, but they also can lead. A lot of women are leading men, and I, I don't want that. I've, I've experienced that, and I was irritated by it, but I didn't know why I was irritated. Mm. It's probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned is that actually it's a man's job to lead, this might be controversial, this podcast, but I do believe this. 
and I've yet to put it into practice. Thanks for asking anyway. And, <laughs> um, and, but yeah, it's quite irritating for a man to be second guessed and to be told what to do and to be for his faults to be pointed out. And so there's this constant sort of battle that's the opposite of love and devotion. So I'm kind of done with that. I don't know if that answers your question, but I'm done with all that. Yeah. So it's like the creating the possibility of, um, yeah, having like a devoted relationship where you, it feels good. Yeah. And a relationship that works because if, even if this, do, this conversation does trigger people, I know what doesn't work <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I'm, Oh, geez, I want to swear. I want to tell you how much I know what doesn't work. And there's a lot of this 50-50 and this pointing out and asserting blame. And there's a lot of things that don't work. And I, I don't want that. So I'm up for trying this new stuff for sure. That's awesome. So that's that's um that's the perfect example of creating a possibility because Again, when we create a possibility, we're having to create something that we haven't necessarily experienced before. So we mm. might not even know what, you know, it might even be hard to put it into words or to actually create the new possibility because we've never experienced it before. To your point at the yeah. start, instead of just wanting more of what we got, which is not really possibility, it's going, huh. I, I know what doesn't work in my life. I'm creating the possibility that even though I don't know how to get there, there's a way There's a way to create this relationship, this experience of relationship that feels really good to me. Yeah, and it's a really good point you make because it actually ties back into um, I like creating possibility because I've written down the kind of partner that I want and it's not, all the physical stuff it's who she is um what she does what she likes all that sort of stuff so this is kind of ties in nicely to manifesting or creating my next partner which is i put it all out there i think about it i don't think about the how and then these things come along that end up showing me the how if that makes sense yeah 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 I love that. And if there's one thing I'd love for people to get from this podcast, it's start creating what you want. Start writing it down and forget the how. Mm. The how is not important. Yeah, the how is a is just a um it's a possibility killer. Yeah. 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 It's oh man, that's such a big thing. Because we we tend to we tend to um we can only create from our past experience. That's one of the limitations mm. is mm. We, when we delve into and go, right, what do I want? We only have this catalog of past experiences to draw from. Uh, so it mm. can be quite limited. So then we end up just sort of going, well, I've never done that before in the past. So I can't imagine being able to do it in the future. Yeah, <laughs> I hear exactly. that so many times with clients where they're like, well, yeah, I mean, I'll say, well, you know, would you like, this and they'll go yeah well you know we'd all bloody like that but you know i don't i don't see how that could be possible yeah that's right so it's like it's limiting the possibility because you can't see it yeah mm. and it's you can't see it because you're trying to figure out how you could do it based on a past experience where you've never done it <laughs> yeah that's right henry ford said if he if he did what people wanted and they just wanted faster horses 
exactly. You know, because that was that's what they knew, and that was the perspective they had. If he created the possibility of something even better. Mm. Yeah. So it's a good. I feel this for myself even now, just thinking about it. Um, this conversation is like, man, where am I doing that in my life? Like, where am I actually still going? Operating only in the realm of what I think is possible, rather than what I actually desire. Yeah. So, what manifesting um, practices do you do for that? Well, a big one. There's a real big breakthrough I had in this recently. Is that um, when I feel into manifesting abundance, and what what do I actually want? Well, I actually want to feel like there is just uh, a large amounts of money available to me for anything that I want to create, and I'm not um, I'm not a big like bling bling Ferrari private jet kind mm. of guy, but I'm an experienced mm. kind of guy. So I want to be able to go, hey, let's take a whole bunch of people and let's go and I want to be able to take them away and do a really cool experience um, mm. and just have the means to be able to do that. That's what abundance feels like to me. Mm. And so where my mind goes, I go, okay, well, to, for that, I'll need a bunch of money coming in. Well, how do you make a bunch of money? Well, you need a business. Okay. Well, I've got a business. So now I just need to make my business better. Well, how do I do that? Well, I need to do better marketing. And, you know, then I'm working on my marketing plan and I fucking hate marketing. And so all of a sudden I've gone from wanting to experience the feeling of abundance to working on a marketing plan mm-hmm. because I've, I've, I've decided that that's how it should be done. Yeah, well, it's getting stuck in the how. Yeah, yeah. So what I've really been sitting with uh, recently is just really staying in the energy of manifesting that abundance that I want to feel and Mm. actually going, Nathan, you have no idea how that's going to come to you. Mm. Mm. That's exactly right. That's, and that, as you know, um, we both write into Dr. Joe Dispenza and this is, he's got all the evidence now, even scientific evidence for this, how we, our mind is the most powerful creator of any part of our body. Everything else is moving matter or form with our hands um, or our words, but how we create with our mind and feel. So what he says is you've got to feel like you already have it. And that's such a fascinating thing because it's the saying was already there what man can conceive and believe he can achieve so the saying's already there but i feel like the believe needed a circle ringed around it because it is actually such an important part of it and that's removing the how the believing is the trusting and the removing the how mm. yeah yeah and it's um it's the feeling the experiencing the feeling of it mm that makes the difference. I'm doing a, um, Joe Dispenza's got a program called The Formula and I've just started working through it. I just did the first two modules this morning because I really want to study the science behind mm. what we're talking about because I've got a pretty good handle on the practice of it, but I really want to understand the science behind it. So I've been doing this program just to start to study it. So maybe I'll start sharing that with you guys over the next few episodes, some of the, the learnings, because the science is so interesting, mm, mm. especially when it oh. comes to the body, because we've, we, we're all thinking machines, you know, we all know how to think. And a lot of us are kind of stuck up in our thinking and he's overthinking. been doing, yeah, yeah. and overthinking. 
and ideas and thinking that's the realm of the mind but experiences is the realm of the body so Mm. it's not enough just to think up stuff we have to actually have the experience in our body our body has to feel the feelings and the emotions associated with that idea and that's Mm. the combination that's absolutely lethal in terms of manifestation is if you can Mm. create the idea in your head and then you can feel the emotions like you've already and the got it. associated mm. with having that thing, that's when manifestation goes on overdrive. And there's a whole bunch of science as to why that is and what's actually mm. happening in our body. And it's so, so interesting. So I can't wait to share that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, be really you're going you're gonna to share those modules with me too, hey? <laughs> For a small price. <laughs> I don't want to share anything it. for you. I don't want to just hear about it on the podcast, mate. What are you, my brother? I, yeah, jeez. <laughs> it's called a hand-me-down all right guys uh love it thanks for joining this week um i hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and we'll be back uh next week for episode number eight see you next time cheers bye that was the transformation bros with jason and nathan 